0: Welcome to the December issue of Life in the Tax Life. Oh my goodness, Caitlin. Hugh, every single day there's a new tax change that comes out there, and I gotta tell you, I feel cool as an accountant. Everybody wants to talk to me because they want to know about all this tax stuff. It's and you have a cool tie. Yeah, <laughs> life is good. Life is really good.
1: Just don't get used to that. <laughs> <laughs> all well, right. I think we get some people who may not be that fond of CRA because they get an early Christmas present as a reassessment. We've talked before about the uh, CRA looking at tax-free savings accounts that are aggressive investors, aggressive securities traders, and CRA thinks you can cross the line and now be in the business of buying and selling shares that's not what tax-free savings accounts are for, so if I do that, I get taxed. Mm-hmm. CRA says to date, $75 million in extra taxes assessed, so we'll wait and see where those uh, cases go.
0: Wow. The next thing I think we should talk about here is uh, employee discounts. That's been all over the news, hasn't it? The last month here, employee discounts. Let's say you got somebody working for Lululemon here. There's been a sort of a new policy put in place whereby let's say their pants worth $100 there and they pay $50 for them. Taxable benefit would essentially be the difference between the two of them. Well, that's sort of the new proposal. In the past, really, they only cared about how much did it cost Lululemon to actually make those pants. And it was uh, $50 as well. If they paid 50, you bought it for 50, no real issue. But if you paid less than that, that's where the issue would be. So we have had the Prime Minister and the Minister of National Revenue come out saying, hold on, hold on. Uh, We may not actually go ahead with this policy here. So uh, they pulled their folio. We await to see what the final rules will be. Uh, Katie, Hugh, any thoughts on that?
1: Well, I hope if they want to change the rules, then the Prime Minister, the Minister of National Revenue will do that the right way fix the legislation, Mm. not just tell CRA, here's how we would like you to interpret the rules. Mm -hmm. All right. What's next, Katie?
2: Oh, we're talking about a new project that we are seeing out east in the Greater Toronto area, specifically related to employer-provided parking. Mm -hmm. So generally speaking, if you're an employee and you get your parking paid for by your employer, or maybe you get it at a discounted rate where you would otherwise have to pay out of pocket for the parking, well generally you'd be subject to a taxable benefit and that should be on your personal tax return and CRA is looking in particular in the GTA region at certain emergency responders to ensure that they are properly reporting their taxable benefits related to these parking uh, benefits provided by the uh, jurisdictions Uh, so it's going on out east we'll see if it expands to other jurisdictions but just a heads up there
1: and before we start a panic, let's remember that if your parking is free to the general public, yes. maybe you work in a shopping mall. Sure. There's no issue.
2: Right on. You
1: pay the same as everybody else, well your benefits nothing. It's
2: That's where right. you're you would have otherwise had to pay out of pocket or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, so let's go on to the next concept here. July 18, 2017, we had a proposal that would basically change the tax world when it comes to small businesses and private corporations in Canada. One of the things that was proposed that was proposed had to do with income. Uh, sprinkling. Uh, So the concept here is July, or pardon me, January 1, 2018, these rules are supposed to come into effect. We don't have final legislation yet. We don't know exactly how it's going to go. But the bottom line is some people that might have been getting dividends in the past might now be taxed at the top personal tax rate. Uh, So uh, the concept is Can I pay a really large dividend by the end of this year so that I'm subject to the old rules versus the new rules? Do we do this or not? Well, there are some considerations we have to think about before we do something like this. Hugh, Katie, any thoughts? Well, I think
2: one thing, you got to look at the recipient number one. Are they going to benefit from the dividend now? Are they at the top marginal tax rate or not? As well, what else are they getting? Are they uh, benefiting from income-tested benefits, Canada Child Benefit, OAS, GIS? If you get this big dividend, mm-hmm. well, you might be taking those benefits and kicking them out the window. You'll lose them for the next year.
1: Well, we don't want to get tunnel vision and focus only on the tax numbers, the financial numbers. Uh, Is this going to be good for the family? Is it going to be good for the dividend recipient? Uh, Are we going to have a fight because he got a dividend and I didn't and it's not fair? Well, we don't want to ruin Christmas dinner over that, do we? It would make it more exciting. And maybe we're paying dividends out to family members who might not be that fiscally responsible. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're not that mature. Is it a good idea to put a bunch of money in their hands?
0: Well, you know stepping away from all that non tax useless stuff <laughs> let's focus one more uh, one more uh, angle from a tax perspective here Um, dividends that are considered unreasonable will be subject to top rates so going forward if the rules pass as they currently are so uh, the concept is if I pay a huge dividend by year end does that mean any other dividends I receive in the future will now be unreasonable so we've got to think Mm -hmm. about those angles too
2: and of course that issue is going to be very closely tied to the legislation when it comes
0: out yes oh by the way Hugh don't you just love this when is the legislation going to come out
1: well later in the fall which as Canadians we may think is already passed, but technically the last day of fall is December 20th, so look forward to that early Christmas present. All
2: All right. right. Well, let's move on to the next issue. Uh, Another tax proposal stemming from this July release uh, related to the taxation of dividends. We have proposed changes to the taxation of certain type of passive investment income. When I say changes, all you have to think is (laughs) increases. We have uh, some pretty sizable proposed increases to the taxation of passive investments. Uh, The government has said uh, but do not worry the current investments that the corporation holds and the associated earnings will be uh, grandfathered by some means and subject to tax in the current, in the old regime. So the question we have here is, well maybe we want to get more assets into the grandfathered pool subject to the current kind of preferential tax treatment. So what do we need to think about uh, when
0: maybe you know, thinking about getting into that. Well, Katie, you know, one thing that, uh, you know, some people have mentioned to me is maybe I borrow a huge amount of money, invest it, and then you know, in the future I, I pay off that loan with uh, business earnings or something like that. Um, you know, can I do this? Well, you know, I don't know if you can do it or not, but let's talk about some considerations, some things you really have to be careful with. Mm-hmm. First of all, we're shooting this on November 22nd, so any day now the rules could change. It's 10 minutes the I'm rules so could nervous. change. <laughs> um, so So where are some of the the, the weaker areas. Uh, Hugh, why don't we talk about how the grandfathering could happen?
1: Well, as you said, Joe, we're really rolling the dice. We don't know how the grandfathering is going to work. Will it be the total investment passive assets in the corporation? Will it be the net assets, so that if I borrow a million dollars, get another million of uh, assets, It all comes out in the wash and zeroes out back Mm -hmm. to where I was before. Will it even be assets? Will they look at the income from passive earnings instead of looking at the assets themselves when they grandfather this? Well, we just don't know. Mm -hmm. That's right.
0: The other one, specific assets versus an asset pool. So, you know, again, we don't know. The other thing, too, is dates. Hey, Katie?
2: Oh, when when are the assets going to be grandfathered?
0: You know, assets as of what date will be grandfathered. Yeah. Yeah. Possible dates? July 18, 2017, original proposals, maybe the end of this year, maybe the end of next year, maybe budget date. Bottom line is there's a lot of uncertainty, so if we do something now, it may not help us anyways. And When's said- the
1: finance minister's birthday?
0: <laughs> so, Hugh, any, any overall takeaways that, you know, on how we deal with this?
1: I think whatever we do, we're speculating. Yeah. We don't really know what the rules are going to look like. We're not going to know until it's too late, in all likelihood. We're not going to hear about anything about this until next year's budget in 2018, according to the Department of Finance. So it's kind of like uh, diving off the dock and hoping there's enough water there before you hit the rocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Some people may prefer to be more conservative and wait and see what the lay of the land is. This could be a real home run if you gamble, or you could end up with a bunch of transaction costs and no benefit to show for it. All right. Katie.
2: All right, we're moving, switching gears again. We're moving on to the Federal Auditor General's report uh, that was tabled in the House of Commons on November 21st. A number of issues discussed here. One that we're particularly interested in is the CRA's performance in respect of their phone service uh, line. Uh, So in the report, we had 53.5 million calls received by the CRA uh, for the period. It's a busy division, hey? Mm -hmm. Um, Of those 53.5 million, how many reached an agent? About 32%. You know, it's a busy department. Um, And then of those of you that did reach an agent, how many of you got the correct response? And according to this report, 70% of the time the agents gave you uh, the correct response. Uh, So when I look at that, I think you got to be... still thinking when you're talking with an agent. Yeah, and
0: by the way, when we say only 32% got through, that means we're talking about busy signals or you got an automated
1: system that sent yep. you the wrong way. Or that rejected.
2: Kind of yeah. You didn't even get through. There yeah. you
1: go. Well, Katie, Hugh. Well, I think that's going to bring us to the end of life in the tax lane for 2017, oh, Joe. Uh, hopefully, we'll see all of our regular viewers back in the new year.
2: Have a wonderful day, 2017.
0: Life in the Tax Lane is presented by Video Tax News. The Video Tax News team has been supplying practical tax information to accountants and tax professionals for over 30 years. This Canadian-based company presents live and video seminars to thousands of tax professionals relating to both personal and corporate tax. Learn more at VideoTax.com. That's V-I-D-E-O-T-A-X.com. The preceding information is for general educational purposes only and deals with dynamic, time-sensitive, and complex matters that may not apply to particular facts and circumstances. Information provided should not be relied upon as a substitute for specialized professional advice in connection with any particular matter. For more details, see videotax.com disclaimer. Copyright Video Tax News Inc. 2017. All rights reserved.